What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, the podcast about movies that are unoriginal, uninspired, have been done before, and have been remade, rebooted, sequelized, whatever, but not this week, (laughs) as it is, in fact, the end of the summer season. But before we talk about that, I'm going to do my due diligence as a host and introduce myself as Blake Schultz and my co-host, Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And now you know whose voice is whose, yes. if this is your first time. And if it's not your first time, you figured it You've out. You've got it down. Welcome <laughs> to the Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, summer's over. It stopped. Yeah. We had an entire solstice. We did. Which I think is actually in the middle of September, but that's not how the school calendar works. No, I, I don't. I always love that. It like, summer starts here. And I'm like, no, we've, we've stopped summer a long time ago. Sorry. Summer starts when Disney <laughs> says so, and it ends when there's an independent film. Right. When we start seeing three independent films come out on a weekend, summer is over. It's done. Yeah. We're done with it. Throw it out. It's gone. We made it through another one. But now we're adults, and so that's arbitrary. And we're in Los Angeles, so it's even more arbitrary. It nothing. It is pointless. <laughs> Anyways, the summer was filled of all sorts of movies and, and films. Yeah. And we're going to talk about our favorite ones. We and we're going to kind of make a top five. We're going to each have a top five list, but some yeah. of them overlap. So we're going to talk about the overlapping ones first. Terrence, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the one that technically started the summer, which starts getting earlier and earlier and earlier each year. But uh, Avengers Endgame, the one that culminated so, so many films. <laughs> what is... Left to say about Endgame. Yeah. I'm asking you, because I, I feel like this has been, the narrative has been Endgame the whole summer. From it has. And it, for a movie to basically be the first one and has resonated throughout the entire summer. Like, it, until Spider-Man came out, it was still tracking and being in the top three until that happened. And it didn't really leave the top ten until the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's amazing how quickly you can have a, everyone loves the movie and we did it. And then everyone has problems with the movie. It wasn't quite the last Jedi kind of discord. Right. And then it was, will it beat Avatar? And And then it was, fuck this movie for doing a re-release to try to beat Avatar. And then it beat Avatar and nobody cared. And then it came out on Blu-ray and now we are just nitpicking and nitpicking and nitpicking. Yeah. And it's getting exhausting. It is. And they're like, Nova's in the fight scene. I just want everyone to shut up and move on now. Yeah. And it, that happened a little bit when it released. And I got annoyed. Like, the first two weeks it came out. And then we, we, I'm, especially now that we have a, a YouTube channel for this, I have a subscriber to a bunch of channels. And I just keep getting these indoctrine videos of like, well, maybe Tony's not dead. I'm like, stop, 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 guys. It's it's not that. Yeah, it's no, that. we're never going to be that channel that's just <laughs> no, trying to get just clicks. Trying to get clicks. We would have more me. downloads we if would, every week that, we were like, here are the, so annoyed. Like, here are I, five things we loved about Endgame and three things that didn't make any right. sense. And we had a thumbnail of right. the Hulk, but with Hulk, big SpongeBob right. and eyes. People would watch it and I, and I would feel like I should go stand in traffic. <laughs> it's awful. It's just awful. Right. Um, but I love it. Yeah, but the thing I, about this movie is it cuts through that crap. It does, it does, and then I mean, for this movie to wrap up so many storylines within it, and then give you forty-five minutes at the end of just like the thing that every comic book fan as a kid dreamt of, like when you used to play with your figures at when you were a kid, like all right, we're gonna have all of these guys doing this random battle in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. That is what they gave us on screen, and it was like, wow, this actually worked. <laughs> 
I think that's what, to me, what I noticed the last time I watched it were two things. And it really was the subtlety in Robert Downey Jr.'s performance through this whole movie. And I recently had a friend be like, well, you know, they just cast him as Iron Man. He just is himself. And it's really not that impressive acting. And I was like, well, that's a stupid sentence. (laughs) Because the emotional range that they give this actor to play with is, I would say, deeper than some Oscar performances. We gave one to, you know, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, who just did the same thing for the entire time. And I get it. He transformed (laughs) or whatever. But Robert Downey Jr. goes through so many crazy motions in this movie. And my favorite parts change every time I watch it. And my new favorite part is when it's Scott's talking to him and he's doing the whole like, we can bring everybody back and you won't. No, Scott, I won't. Yeah. Even. He's so yeah, calm. it's so calm. He's, He's like, so you won't even over won't it. Even he's like, I'm just done with this conversation. I won't. I've done all that I can. I am done. And it's he great. wants everyone else to move on. Like yeah, even does. in that scene, he gets up and is like, the table set for five. If you don't talk shop, right? Because come on everyone in. else in that moment has like even Cap says like everyone moves on but us, except for Tony. Tony has moved on. He's like, I am done with this. <laughs> Until they give him the press, the 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 the, the little nugget that. Maybe we can. Maybe that that kid that you tried to give up, give hope to. Maybe we can bring him back. And he's like, well, shit. Now I kind of got to try. But I'll tell you, have you watched him back to back yet? I Infinity have not. War and Endgame. I, well, I went when when I first saw it. When I first saw Endgame, I watched Infinity War and then went to go see it. Okay, that might be a little different because it little, was your first correct, time. Exactly. I'll tell you, you watch him back to back. The Soul Stone scene. With Black Widow, kind of sucks. Really? When you back to back them, it's oh. just the same thing again. Got it. It's just to me. That's when I was like, I can get up and go get my laundry. Okay. And I don't even need to pause it because we're just going to do the same riddle. Right. We're not even going to try to like outsmart. It's funny him. the second they and there's no real payoff to the Soul Stone. This still no bothers pay, me. No it's just like let's Stone. kill a woman and get a rock. It's, it's amazing too because when I watched, it, I think the third time that I watched it in the theater, I um, I saw. The second they split off and went and they did the whole little going to, like, this is, we're, we've come a long way since uh, whatever. And I was like, oh, no, I know where this is going. And it's one of those ones where, like, I know where this is going and then nothing changes or gets different or makes me feel any that we needed to do that. I didn't even need to see that scene. I could have just literally just come back with Hawkeye only remaining. Like, like oh, I knew what happened. It just gives you the dread of who's going to die. Right. And when Disney's marketing machine is like, there's a Hawkeye show and a Black Widow movie. You're, you're like, like, well. well means nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Either we're doing what we're doing. Right. Or we're not. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I've said everything. It is my favorite movie of the summer, probably. Oh, okay. Like, it, I, yeah, yeah. If I take away, I mean, it's tough, right? Because there are just going to be franchise movies and original movies. Correct. And there's no way. Like, I haven't been waiting 11 years for Booksmart. That's the thing. I was like, this movie has the benefit of having a bunch of films that come before that I have a bigger catalog that I'm caring about. These six characters, these six main characters, much more than I would be for, like, anything that we have original this year yeah um and that doesn't mean i like the original ones less it's just this means more in the in the zeitgeist for my life i've spent a decade plus on on these films so then let me ask you this uh and i'll I'll probably do this with each movie now that i thought about it Mm because that's how improv works yes and we're making a show on the fly (laughs) we're doing it live but not really (laughs) in terms of the point of our show of of whether or not these movies are necessary would you in a sentence do you think why endgame was a necessary movie or could we have just skipped it you really can't. I don't think you can skip this one. <laughs> like, this is a necessary thing. Um, and it 
it's a necessary thing because there, it's clear that some of these actors wanted to get out, and I, I think Robert probably wanted to get out a lot earlier. Like he tried to leave. It years sounds like ago. now that he would have kept going. Really? Like when you read some of his, in- he just had an interview lately at D23 where he was like, well, you know, Chris and I needed to get off the train for all these new people, people. and retire these jerseys. Yeah. But I also heard that like the Rooster Brothers had to sit him down and be like, hey, we're, we're killing you. Oh, wow. And he was like emotional about it. Like he was gotcha. like, oh, but like, yeah. isn't there more to do? <laughs> like, um, I, yeah, I think, but I think if you're going to take a character off the board, because that's the character that this all began with, he's the one you yeah. remove to give this the most emotional way. And you give that that final sequence when you're doing all the cast members and you do the I Love 3000. Like, that, that is how you knock this out of the park. I'm like, cool, we're sending you eyes off on a, on a grand scale. Right. Um, I don't think you can do this any other way besides taking Tony in. Out the way you do. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it was it was needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you one other question, and we'll move on because I'll, I'll pause it this because I saw it on our uh, a friend of the show Adam Halavik's Instagram. He had this question. It was a art photo of Cap with the gauntlet at the end. <laughs> what would Cap have said when he snapped? Oh wow! <laughs> I'll tell you the best answer that I saw on there was there were two. So I don't like bullies. And I'm late for a dance. <laughs> oh, I'm late for a dance would have been amazing to say. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely would have worked for me. I was like, ah. <laughs> I think Thor is an easy one. It would have been on like for Earth, for Asgard. Yeah. For Odin. <laughs> All of it. All of it. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that movie. I, that, that movie... Because Infinity War and Black Panther used to be that, and I feel like Endgame is about to be now. Like, those are my movies that I, I can just put on in the background it, yeah. while I'm folding clothes or washing dishes. I'll just pop in. I almost put it, it on today. <laughs> Instead, I put on Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah, those, those those are the movies that I can do that with easily. Yeah, it was it was a, it, in a long shadow, right? Like, they're now speculating that John Wick, Detective Pikachu... And Godzilla all would have made more money had that not had Endgame been just, just not looming over them. Yeah, the whole time you yeah. could probably argue that it hurt Men in Black. I think John Wick would have been doing a lot better, I and mean, it did well for what it is. But I think when you're coming out a week, two weeks removed from Endgame, you're not going to do what yeah, you should, what it, you would in a normal week. Yeah. No, it it really is a testament too. I mean, when you look at the summer, we had what four movies, five <laughs> movies that crossed a, a billion, billion dollars, yeah. which inflation or not. It's still a, a, a tri- giant. It's a giant thing considering how many people nowadays pick, especially families, pick what it is they go see. And for you to do get five of those and f- the majority of them from one house is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of something that's not from that house. Yeah. I think another one that we both have is Booksmart. I adore that movie. It was, well, it wasn't quite what I needed. But I loved it. Yeah. But this is an interesting movie. We, have, we didn't talk about this at all on the show because no, it doesn't because it fit our right. show. Um, yeah. That movie to me posits kind of an, an interesting idea of originality and what it means to be new. Because mm-hmm. this was an original IP. This was a new story. Yeah. But it really was super bad with the girls. Correct. Is that... A ripoff? Is that original? Is that new? Did you care? Did you still love it? I still loved it and I didn't care. I think for me it fits into the original category only for this. It was 
written by, directed by, and starred women. And there's an entire world of films where that wasn't the case. Isn't it amazing that we live in a world where <laughs> someone's like, I have a new idea. What if women... Wrote, directed, and starred that's, in. That's it. Wait, that's that's their pitch? That's all of it? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's no, no, a, no that's hear me out. Way. It's a new hope, <laughs> but women. <laughs> all right. And look, I love it. I'm not saying anything bad. It's just like it sucks. It's a it's a it's a weird thing because you're right. At the surface, this is not an original pro, an original idea. But when you think of who's doing it, who's directing it, who's behind the lens and giving the, the ladies an actual voice by them, like from a person. Because we, I'm sure we've had some films where they have female leads, but they were done by a man. You're kind of just like, oh wait, no, this is the perfect storm. Women did this film and gave you the female voice. Now I will say. Yeah. Outside of that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. The execution and themes in this movie are very different from Superbad. Correct. And the only time... We're going to talk about Superbad a lot on this episode, it's unfortunately. Movie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or fortunately, depending on your viewpoint. The only thing that bothered me was the scene that I knew was coming. Because of the template this movie is, it's like, ah, oh, well, they have to fight. Yeah. They have to disagree. And now they have to get back together. But everything else they kind of used to like challenge these characters yeah. was very unique to that movie. Superbad didn't have anything with getting into good colleges despite like everybody got in. It right. didn't matter how I hard you tried. I love that idea. Like no matter how hard, like you didn't have to try hard. We're all going to colleges. Yeah, yeah. I can still be the jock or I can be the what would be known as the slut. I'm still going to a good college. Yeah. You just have this viewpoint of me, which means it, nothing to me. Right. It was a lot more about assumptions and identity Correct. than I think Superbad is really just about fucking around. Friendship, friendship. and growing yeah, up. It yeah, it's about as thematically deep as American Pie. And mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's bad. It just that's means just like that if we're going to. It's very surface level. Yeah. yeah. Look, I love. I, I, American I Pie. I will sit here and talk about Superbad long after our both. listeners Correct. leave. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um. And, but uh, you're correct. I do think the fight sequence, and I, I think the reason why I passed and I gave that fight when they separate a pass is I love everything that happens at that party. Like the way that party is shot, the, her going underwater and seeing the whole, like the person she's been pining over kissing a dude happens to be the dude that her friends in love. I was like, oh, this is amazing. That was also a very good way to subvert our expectations. Because they Cause really I was showed you going a, a different way. It sounds really <laughs> shitty to say, but they showed you a girl that you're like, she is definitely. Yeah. <laughs> She's and definitely on like, your team. Like, I was like, oh no, I'm bad. Damn, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, wait a minute, am I problematic? <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. It's like Green Book when it's like, ah, we caught ya. <laughs> gotcha. This was really just a casting net for racism, <laughs> and boy, did we find it. I jumped right it's in. It's most of the creators of the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, that definitely got me, and I said, like, oh, I did not see that coming. Well, I'll be damned. I know, and it just hurt so much, because you really did. liked her, but then she just goes to town on oh. that hot girl. Yes, and I was like, well, I'll be. You stepped your game all the way like, up. Jesus. <laughs> you went from the minors to the majors real fast. Even I was like in that theater, like, I'm a little, un I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Such a, such a good movie. I loved it. Um, Funny, clever. I love it. And they even have moments where he's like, what the hell? When they do the whole little acid trip and, and start doing like claymation. I was like, all right, I'm Great. in. I'm in. Another good, yeah. like, let's have a... a 
template that isn't yeah. exactly original, but will execute it in a new yeah, way. Correct. Like you can innovate an old thing. I'm not expecting a brand new, completely. We'd make six movies a year, right? Yeah, like, if we were doing something completely brand new, you would never get these movies. I'm not saying we shouldn't strive for you that. Should. God knows, if I'm ever in a pitch room, I'm not just going <laughs> to be like, "Look, guys, it's Scream, but Hispanic." We changed his mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Spanish mask now. Amazing. Sweet. <laughs> I am going to literally copy and paste the script. <laughs> it is. Just Scream. <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. It is just the film Scream. Yeah. All I've done is switch genders. <laughs> there will be nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Like, I'm in. I'm in. I loved it. Yeah. Very necessary, I think, when we talk yeah. about whether or not things should happen. I mean, I, it, it's also very weird to talk about, like, oh, it's super bad, but this. It's also... We're not old, but we're old. Yeah. Uh, we got our super bad. We got our American pie. This is kind of like the next generations. And you can tell where yeah. I think super bad really is like, it's still a good movie and it's not like problematic. Like American pie has issues. Uh, but super bad is a product of its time. And that like, yep, that's kind of what I gave a shit about when I was that age. Correct. And I have a feeling that like an 18 year old watching book smart was like, this is what I care about. Yeah. It is a little bit more, Serious, and I like, think what really worked for me at Booksmart is I am closer to forty than I am to where those girls' age are. At my age, I still walked out of that theater was like, "Oh wait, that's I felt that like I, yeah. that's still a damn good movie." And I well, felt that's that. the coming of age. You're always just coming yeah, of a different, no matter age. where you're at yeah. in your life. It, yeah. yeah, but yeah. it it is very interesting to almost see how like the ideals mm-hmm. of our generations have kind of adjusted. Yeah. I think. And I, I mean, I'm not 13 to 24, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> right. But, like, you know, you get the sense now. You even look at, they've done studies, right? Millennials, we watched music on YouTube. And right. these videos. And Gen Zers are watching informational, educational videos. They'd rather watch, like, how to do cake frosting <laughs> than yes. see Eminem yeah. freestyle. And you're like, ah, they're smarter than we are. They're learning, They're learning. Terrence. They're learning. <laughs> It's funny. Too. I mean, it's funny because we keep saying super bad, but it's uh, it just happens to be that that's Jonah Hill's sister. That's the. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And look, super bad is a great template for a movie. You because can, that's a good base plate to jump off of. Like, I would. I feel like every single person has had a party they need to get to. One hundred percent. And there's always been some, maybe not these hijinks, but I can think of so many college nights where I'm like, and then this. Happened. I think that's why movies like Go or like uh, Can't Hardly Wait. When they're, the party is the end game, I always love because I'm like, yeah, I, we've all been there. Well, then we, you get like this fun party yeah. at the end. It's just, it's such a good yeah. driving force. It is. It is. Uh, the next one we both share is another billion dollar <laughs> Disney dominated bullshit film. Yeah. Uh, starring my favorite fictional character, Spider Man. Yeah. This- what a summer he's had. <laughs> oh, shit. It's now now it's a love hate with this movie because I'm like oh you've made so much isn't money it, now you're taking it away from me isn't it wild how last year it was like it's the year of Spider-Man right we got him in Infinity War yeah. we got a new video game amazing. we got great comics got a cartoon we got Spider-Verse we got everything yeah. and this year is like <laughs> what if and hear me out <laughs> we just stopped all of it we'll give you one last 
billion dollar amazing film and then we're saying we're done. All right, so fuck it. Do you want to talk about this movie or speculate what they're going to do with it next? Because for those of you who don't know, Spider-Man is out of the mouse house. He yeah. is in the, the the Sony house, which doesn't rhyme, which is probably a little bit of why they're less successful. <laughs> right. I hate to say that that's part of it, but like, that's good branding. Branding is pretty solid there. <laughs> like, it's They don't call it like the Men in Black Shack or right. anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, or the um, Ghostbusters... Uh, home busters. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I feel like they're going to do everything humanly possible to merge this with Venom as fast as they possibly can. That's their end game is to put this with Venom and then probably do some stuff with it. Put a live action Gwen. Now that they have it in there, they're going to basically run the spider stuff into the ground poorly. Do the next two films continue Tom Holland's story and become like, Netflix MCU continuity where it's just sort of adjacent to it. You could do it now. He could go underground and not talk to him. It's weird because you put his name out there. But yeah, I mean, you're going to have to lose happy. You're going to lose... Here's the thing. There's going to be some people that are happy because the whole Iron Man half of people who say that this is nothing but Iron Man light are going to be like, cool, now he can go be Spider-Man. I'm not going to lie. About 40% of my... Here's the thing. There is something about the Sam Raimi movies. There's something about the Andrew Garfield movies. Yeah. There's something about the old Blade movies, the X-Men movies that don't Correct. movies that don't have the weight mm-hmm. of carrying on this universe. Now I want both of my flavors. I'm a right. two scoop Sunday kind of guy. Yeah. So there's something fun about being like, okay, cool, we're gonna get this these new Spider-Man stories that aren't like intertwined. Because dr- now Far From Home, as much as I love it is now a movie that is both hindered by its connection to the MCU and is irrelevant to it's the MCU. It's completely irrelevant now. So it's so it's very strange. It is. Because it's, it's, it's like watching a lost episode of a TV show. It is. And you're like, wow, that would have made sense. This is like season three of Heroes during the writer's strike where it, there's just a story missing. It reminds me of how much I loved X-Men 2 and the way that that ended. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till we come back. And then, But now we know what's coming after because we've already seen the X-Men 3 is literally like, Sony's like, we're going to take Spidey back. And I'm like, oh, X-Men 3 is trash. That's what we're looking forward to. Oh, shit. I mean, that's the thing. They don't do well with Spider-Man 3s. And my bigger issue isn't so much that it's back at Sony. It's that Sony this year has just made bad films. Well, that's my thing. I look at Sony's slate, and I'm like, you aren't making good films. The, the only thing that I think may probably even move the needle monetarily, I don't even know quality-wise, because Jumanji 1 was good, the first one The Rock, that's the only other thing they have that is like, okay, that could be good. But I don't know, but from what they've put out, my lord, it's bad. <laughs> they, they are not good, and, then, and bad at franchise stuff. Like Men in Black, we're going to piss all over this franchise. Terrible. <laughs> right. Terrible. I mean, they just can't get it right. Even their other companies, Screen Gems is like The Intruder, Brightburn. Bad, we kicked off bad. the year with Escape Room. Intruder and, and Brightburn are actively on almost everyone's top wor- top five worst films of the year. Yeah, do you, did you see The Intruder, Terrence? Yeah. The twist was that he was living under the house. Which is nuts. Stupid, <laughs> stupid movie. Yeah. Jesus. So that's really my concern. Yeah. Everything else, I'm like, okay, let's put I, I'm okay with... I think the arc that they gave Spider-Man in, in Infinity War, Endgame, and, and Far From Home, I'm okay if that's all we're getting with him in the MCU. Yeah. I'm like, cool, I got a Spider-Man in the MCU. I saw what it looked like. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I still had that. No one's taking that away from me. 
fine, let's see what we get in the Spider-Man. I just don't trust Sony to make quality films. And Disney doesn't need him. They don't. They're fine with the train that's going. That slate they've got right now it's between great. Disney Plus and Phase yeah. 4, I'm like, Spider, yeah, what? I don't care. I yeah, don't care. it's wild, but, um, you know, there's it might be kind of fun to, and I they have they got their work cut out for them, though, with, like, trying to we did a Venom's whole arc. with Spider-Man. Fuck oh, the yeah, tone. Yeah. yeah. We we've changed Venom into this hero, hero. this anti-hero with no connection to Spider-Man and, and now you're trying to throw this now we gotta just mix that together we've got Carnage and Morbius coming and this Black Cat movie like yeah, there's, a, there's so many you, wheels going you might as well really if they're smart Spider-Man 3 will be like daredevils in the MCU with air quotes like it's there but who not really right. just have a move out of New York yeah send him to Texas him pull else. some Scarlet Spider Kane Parker shit yeah. send him to Texas yeah, and gonna, then he can start fighting the other people. They're gonna have to get creative because it's they gotta pretty quickly separate him from that from the MCU world and get the audiences to understand that he's no longer. That's a part the of other that thing. World. If you keep That's Tom Holland, which right. they need to, yes, this gets very complicated <laughs> it gets muddy. very quickly. It gets muddy really fast. Yeah, it sucks because I re- this is for me. This is my favorite Spider-Man live action film. That I that I've seen. It oh, it's makes they, me so. Angry. I still think Spider Man Two is my favorite, but this I is it's, right. It's, it's under, right there. Yeah, right. They're under right there. It. They're right there. I mean, what they do with Mysterio is incredible. I love That's Andrew what I loved Mysterio. about this movie, and then we'll kind of quickly move on to the next, I yeah. guess. But they really pushed Spider Man in a way that we hadn't seen in any of the movies. Correct. Um, and Mysterio was just such an interesting, good villain. That's really the bummer. Is the best MCU villains. Live in Spider Man. Yeah. The best Marvel villains live say, in Spider Man. The fact that they don't get to use Michael Keaton, like that, that's what annoys me. And and I think Marvel, the MCU, had done a good job of actively using villains that Spider Man had not used in live action. And I know the second that Sony gets back, they're going right. Green back to Goblin, Goblin and Doc Ock, one hundred percent. But I mean, you know, to kind of play devil's advocate, it'll be nice that they won't be like scorned by Tony Stark, Stark yeah. like. I know Vulture didn't work for Tony, but, but that was, was the chip on his shoulder. Right. Like, it will be nice to kind of get away from, from that shadow, shadow yeah. and really Do see this Spider-Man grow. I just, uh, I just want it to be. In the end of the day, I just want it to be good. Yeah, that's all I want. If you give me a good film, I don't care who's who's housing it. I just want it to be a quality film. All right. Well, now we break up. We do, and we have two different <laughs> movies. <laughs> Uh, what, you know, slide one in there. Let's talk about it. Um, mine's an independent, both mine next to are independent films and they're independent, actually black films. Now that I look at them, um, last black man in San Francisco. I adored this movie. Um, it's essentially about gentrification. Um, a, a homeless man with, but with his friends and his family and, uh, a beautiful film. It's long, but it's a gorgeous, gorgeous art film. Um, that I think, Anyone who's ever dealt with gentrification, either being the person that, uh, in case people don't know what gentrification means, uh, when a society is moving in on someone else's home, and but more so forcing them out, either by buying a property or and right raising the stakes, and essentially, usually it's for minority base, like if it's a Hispanic or African American society that's living there, white people typically buy out the property and raise their prices and and ship them out. Um, but if you've either been on the side of people who are being gentrified against or been the people who are gentrifying, it's a good way to see what that life actually is. And I, it's, I love it. I love it so much. It's easily, it became one of my top three films of the year. The second I walked out that theater, it's beautiful. Um, but that's one of mine. Now I didn't see it. Yes. 
You, but would you say that it's like more socially relevant now? Will it stand? I will always be gentrifying. We it's all, probably 100%, we white will be. people love <laughs> buying property, Terrence. Um, it, we're very good at it, I f- except for in two thousand eight when we kind of fucked kind up. Of, yeah. I, it's weird because I think this is a film that actually is going to get bigger as it goes along. I, not many people went to the theaters to see this film. Um, but I think it's just going to probably get some screenplay stuff, maybe uh, cinematography stuff, uh, like via Golden Globes. I don't necessarily know about Oscars, but Golden Globes is a little more lenient with stuff. And I think at that point, people will be like, oh, let me check this out. It probably will go out in screeners. Um, and I think that's when people start seeing it. I think the buzz for this as it goes along, because it's a really well done film. Um, but... Will it stand the test of time? I'd say yes. Because um, there is something to be said about a movie that is socially relevant to mm-hmm, the year it comes out. Mm-hmm. I am just curious if those themes will be as important I think it next will, year and the year after. Because I don't think... I'm trying to think, what, really think about the film. I don't know if they actually even give me... It doesn't feel like it's in a year. Like in, in this year. It feels kind of like okay. it's in a, a whenever type of scenario. Just like San Francisco. Yeah. So it doesn't really have... A city that travels through time <laughs> as you right. go through it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my fourth of mine. What is your... I mean, in no particular order. Well, it's true. What, I am, what is your... I am going to talk about Good Boys first. I love that. That's a great movie. Because then I'm going to merge Our Latin, and yes. transition Correct. at the same time. Yeah. So I'm going to do spoilers for the show. <laughs> I asked us to also do our three biggest disappointments and our biggest surprises. And my one of them is Terrence's surprise. Yeah. And that's how we'll bridge the gap. And now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't pay no mind to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> um, good boys. Yeah. Another super bad nonsense movie. But let me tell you, I loved it. Yeah. And this is one of those movies where Booksmart was so intelligent and was like, ah, it's funny, but I'm thinking. (laughs) Good Boys was just non-stop comedy, and I loved it. And rapid fire. Sometimes even just dialogue is just like rapid fire. Like, okay. Warrants a second viewing because of how much you're laughing the first time. Over the top of the other. All three of these children will be stars. Mm -hmm. All of the supporting parents are incredible. (laughs) Yes. And they do kind of get into some, like, heavier stuff about, like, growing up and change and your friends are your friends out of convenience for a while yeah. and they sort of address that and I had someone go in and say they only watched the first five minutes like oh this I don't I just didn't like it because it was too it was too much and I was like you need to watch the entire film because the film does have a message when I start telling them kind of what the themes of the film are they're like oh that would be a movie I want to see it's like yeah you should stick with man, it man and it reminded me of being a kid it's yeah like swearing that much when parents when aren't around, not around exactly thinking you're so tough you're and the coolest, cool yep. <laughs> and like watching it as kids like again American Pie is now you're like that's not what a high schooler is <laughs> right that's an adult man <laughs> and they're just watching this girl on the internet yeah it, there's something about seeing like kids that are the right age yeah. do it too because they're like their voices crack and mm-hmm. break and escalate and just yeah. like the ones who are trying to be cool still kind of look dopey because right. you're like oh they just really think they're the shit yeah. like and it just it's it, it keeps the stakes at such a like kid level right that you are kind of like i don't know what's gonna happen like, yeah will they get grounded yeah you right you don't know because for them grounding is the end of the world so right. like that is their they're hyped, like, oh, I can't go, I cannot go to this party. And again, it shows you, I think, how our comedies now are getting a little bit more. There's a whole scene about teaching consent in this yeah. movie, which is just something that, like, 
you know, all the way back to Austin Powers, they were like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> all the women want to have sex they with the character. <laughs> there was a while where anytime a man wrote a script, he was like, oh, and all the women want him, <laughs> but he wants to be with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I loved it. I thought it was so good. It's a really good movie. It's not all, it, it, if I do it a top 10, yes. <coughs> it, it, or a, a 10, it would be. I'm just that. always going to be like, good, good comedy. comedy we don't yeah. get a lot of good comedy. It's successful comedy. That's true. That's true. 20 million opening weekend yeah. and year, number two after. <laughs> this year, the comedy's been a little light. Um, on I think what, if we can always pull out like a like a book smart, a good boys. Last year it was like blockers like, and game night. If I can, true. if you I can get two or three two, a year, I oh, tag was a delight, yeah. Terrence. Yeah, yeah, but this year was I was drowning until mm-hmm. I got to good boys. Yeah, 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 um, drowning. A truly incredible movie, and really, uh, you know, the other nice thing about it is like these parents. Are also real, like no no one really ever feels like a caricature. I mean, and they and they're subtle in weird ways. They have this whole thing of like the sex toys and this and the sex swing. And when you meet that mom, she's just a mom. Yeah, which is an oddly subtle like sex positive message that you didn't think would be there. Like you think you're gonna get this like Stifler's mom <laughs> right. kind of, and she's just a mom yeah. who loves to fuck. <laughs> yes. Um, that's it you know, for me. Yeah. So my fifth is a super small movie. Just came out. Uh, ended up the end of August um, called Loose with Octavia Spencer, Naomi Watts, uh, Tim Roth, and then this gentleman named Kelvin Harrison Jr. Uh, if anybody wants to kind of know what it is, it's, a, it's a, sort of like a morality play. You don't know who is the per- perpetrator or the victim in this, in a cat and mouse between Octavia Spencer and Kelvin's character. But it's about a kid who was adopted by this white family um, from uh, what was like a refugee, almost African war, war-torn, war mm-hmm. and they kind of get that out of him, but through a lot of stuff. And he, he becomes one of the, the this class citizen. Like, he is the black guy that everybody loves and and, and, you, and represents for. And Octavia Spencer, being the black teacher, wants him to do his best, but then it becomes this cat and mouse, like, do, am I pushing him too hard? Does, is he pushing back? Does he, is he okay with being the okay black poster child or like is that right so it's like a back and forth and, and then he kind of starts using that to his benefit to get away with things it's a really really crazy you don't know it's an intense it's an intense drama that yeah. you don't know who's who's the good or bad out of this well um, good i'm i'm glad we have three non-superhero movies yes. in our five. <laughs> take that disney disney can suck we'll it. take you down one <laughs> independent podcast at a time <laughs> Our yeah. voices may not be heard by many or loudly, but they're heard. <laughs> uh, my last one was your biggest surprise, yes. which is why we're going to merge those and then do our biggest surprise. Yeah. Ready or not. Yes. Why was this a surprise to you? That one trailer that was trailer a That trailer was amazing, but I... Fox, Explain yourself. I, I think it's more so just Fox Searchlight doing a horror comedy. Just, I was like, I don't see this I mean, really anyone doing a horror comedy. That's it's a true. tough genre to pull off. It is a, that's a very hard genre to pull off. But Fox Searchlight being the, we do $5 million small films that no one sees. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't think uh, The Shape of Water was hilarious? That fish <laughs> fucked that she girl. She banged a fish a They lot. filled the whole thing <laughs> with water. Yeah. yeah, no, not so much my thing. Um, but this one caught, like... I wanted it to be good. I think this is why this is a big surprise for me. I had high uh, expectations for this movie, and then it exceeded that. 
And okay. that for me is why I was surprised. I was like, I was already through them. Like, I this was one of the films that I wanted to see. So and then you I did the out, opposite like, oh, of wow. me, where I was like, this is going to be great. And then the fourth time I saw that trailer, I was like, like, they're only showing me one trailer. <laughs> right. I bet this is the only stuff that's good in it. And the movie will die on its premise, just like, isn't it romantic? I was in and I was amped the entire time. And that it was incredible. Yeah. Star- again, start to finish. Correct. Uh, Samara Weaving, incredible. Love Lover. Adam Brody's character, incredible. Great. Uh, this, it, I could talk about this movie for an hour. Yeah. Uh, completely original premise. We were talking about, yeah. well, it's good boys, but it's super bad. And now it's with this. Right. This is just. If you want, you can be like, I guess there's a little bit of clue, clue in there and a little bit of the clue. most dangerous game. but yeah. And easily the best single location movie I've seen in five to ten years. Yeah. Well, I never got bored of being in the house. I never got tired of being in the house. I was excited. I was like, show me another room. Where and else they, are we going? They pulled off an ending without going like Cabin in the Woods with it. <laughs> where it's like, and I love Cabin in the Woods, but it gets nuts. I mean, like spoilers. It is supernatural. Everybody right. pops at the yeah. end. Uh, where Kevin in the woods is like, no, no, it's all real. But now there's these giant, giant. shadow of the Colossus demons that are going to, this was just like, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. It gets so ridiculous at the end of Kevin in the woods and this doesn't. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, easily my favorite non end game movie of the year. <laughs> yes. I say that with a caveat. Um, my biggest surprise was Child's Play yeah. because that movie had no right to be, to be even anywhere near yes. as fun as it was. <laughs> this was the remake of Child's Play, <laughs> Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> Where a doll is going to abuse Audrey Plaza, who looks like she's never had a child, Ever. but has had one. Yeah. And with he's a like child a teenager. Who, who looks like she had it. Resolve that was, like, problem 12. right away. Right. <laughs> as soon as that little robot goes off the rails, I want more. I love the game. There's some good death. I love the tech. He's, Mark Hamill yeah. kills it. Yeah. Uh, it starts off pretty rocky, but I don't care. It does start off rough, but it, the last act is pretty damn Oh, my amazing. God. Once that movie starts going. Yeah. Uh, just that cat and mouse game of this head inside of this box. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the thing. Like this was a horror comedy. Yeah, I don't know if they meant for I don't it know to if they be, meant for it to and be. I do not care. Yeah, I say for to get a doll to, to basically make this version of uh, uh, the doll. Basically, I love Andy so much that I am doing this for him. Made that it's enough of a, a difference from the original that you're like, okay, this guy is just learning stuff, and but learning the incorrect thing, learning the incorrect thing, like right. trying to watch uh, a, a horror uh, a horror movie, and you're learning the violent stuff, and that's what Andy is having fun with. Yeah, well, yeah, they really, I think, played everything around beautifully. Um, it just shouldn't have been this good. It was great. Uh, I think, for the sake of time, yeah. instead of three biggest disappointments, yeah. there's one that we share, and let's be clear, it's the worst movie of it the is. summer. It is. Uh, Men in Black International. It is hot trash. Trash. <laughs> Terrence, hot, why is this movie trash? Hot trash. And why were you so excited for it? Is it because Men in Black is one of the single greatest action sci-fi comedies of the 90s? I put Men in Black up there with Ghostbusters, and I love Ghostbusters because they're, they're similar Terrence, type I'm going to be very honest with you. I put it above Ghostbusters. Really? I love that we will, movie. We, will, we could do an entire show about that. But I, I do. It is also because I was born in 89 ah. and you weren't. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but I love Men in Black. And so I thought if you put Chris Hemsworth and, and Tessa together because they were so great in Thor, Ragnarok, you'd be like, oh, they can't mess this up. All and they did. I have never <laughs> seen a movie where all the pieces are there. Yeah. We have two of the greatest 
comedic, fun action actors yeah. of the last five years. Yeah. We have one of the greatest visionary directors of the last five years. There's some great we shots have a in this franchise yeah. that has never been bad. <laughs> and we made the most generic, <laughs> predictable, boring. CGI ridden, yeah. boring, unnecessary sequel we could have made. Yeah. I can't think of one time where I've been more upset I stared at my film. watch a good 30 minutes of this movie. I, I, I from start to finish, I was <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Second only to Hellboy. <laughs> oh, I forgot that, that was wasn't a the thing. summer. Yeah, that was true. April. Yeah. And it's right. worse than this, <laughs> it is but worse not than by this. much. Uh, I guess we'll close out. Favorite of the year. Right is it, now? It's, is, is it over the summer, I guess? Right now, it's, it's, it's in game. All right. Yeah. I think I'm just going to go with Ready or Not because it was new. It is. I can I, give I, it the I'm bump. with you. I give it. All right, that's our show, guys. We're going to – well, we're, I'm home already, so we're not going to go home. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all the other places. Listen to our other show, One More Drink, and my other show, How Do You Figure. And uh, get some sleep. Drink some water. Take care of yourself. You know, everyone deserves a mental health day Later. once in a while. <laughs>